Join me on June 3rd at noon Eastern time for Resonance and Relevance, my absolutely brand spanking new workshop on how to reintroduce yourself to your network and craft potentially viral stories online. I'm super excited about it and I hope you can join me. Visit amandamillerlittlejohn.com forward slash classes to learn more and register. That's amandamillerlittlejohn.com forward slash classes. Welcome to Package Your Genius. I'm your host, Amanda Miller Littlejohn. I'm a former print journalist turned PR and personal branding pro, and I am here to help high achievers like you bring your genius ideas to life. Whatever gift you have to give the world, I want to be a catalyst for your next genius move. If you're ready to stop overthinking it and start putting yourself out there, you're in the right place. Let's go. Story time. I wanted to come on and share an honest story that I kind of wasn't sure I wanted to um, put out there, but it's something that I think could be helpful to you. And so I wanted to, to give you my perspective and also just kind of what has happened for me on this journey. I've shared so much about personal branding, building a personal brand. And I think we don't talk enough about when, um, when your brand evolves, when your energy towards the things that you may have been passionate about in the past, when that shifts and when that changes. Um, I don't think enough people are honest and transparent about what it's like to build your reputation on something and then begin to resent it or begin to be drained by it. I talk so much about following your energy, right? What lights you up? What makes you feel physically energized? Well, personally, over the last two years, um, even though I've encouraged you all and I've encouraged my coaching clients to make themselves visible, over the last two years, I begin to question the point of it all. I had to sit with the truth for me um, of how tiresome visibility had become with all of the other issues in the world competing for my mental space and emotional energy, having my baby, trying to keep from catching COVID and keep my family healthy. You know, things were put into perspective and constantly courting the spotlight to be seen just became exhausting for me. Now, I know that many of you are probably thinking, yeah, Amanda, duh, that's what we've been telling you, right? Like, visibility is is hard. It's, it's nerve wracking. It really makes you question yourself. It knocks on your imposter syndrome. It tickles your intro version, right? Like, there are all of these things that I obviously understand. And I think to some degree have pushed through in the past because I understand also just the ultimate benefit of making yourself visible because if people don't know about you and what you can do, they can't be transformed by what you have, right? And 
going all the way back to kind of my origin story of even doing this work, that was the major motivation for me in trying to help my dad when he was laid off from his engineering job, but had this really potentially successful small business doing, um, doing something that not very many people in his geographic region could do and having a unique network on which to call upon and kind of being the go-to for the type of engineering services that he could do. Like long story short, if you haven't heard me mention my dad or you haven't read Package of Genius where I talk about his story in more detail, he was just this brilliant multidisciplinary engineer. He could, you know, wire buildings for audio. He could set up computer um, computer networks, which back then <laughs> that was a really new thing. Um, I remember he would wire churches for sound, like the big mega churches in Nashville. He was like the sound guy. Um, so he had all of these things, basically anything with electricity and then, um, connectivity and communication. He was the person who could like bring the, the, the physical tangible and the digital together, like the wires that actually need to be laid in order for these two machines or these two phones or these, this cash register and this phone line to talk to each other. Like he was really great at all of that, but his core flaw, uh, well, one of his core <laughs> flaws, we'll have to get into the rest of them in my memoir, but one of those flaws was he wasn't really a marketer, right? Like he could do what he did very, very well. He was brilliant. He could solve amazingly difficult and complex challenges and problems, but he was not a person who was out here talking about himself or his services. And I just thought that was an absolute tragedy to be someone with so much to offer and share but not have the tools to put yourself out there. So that kind of underscores my passion for visibility. And I see a little bit of my dad and everyone I help, right? I see the brilliant underdog, the person that more people should know about because they really are doing something different and unique and special. And yet, <laughs> even with all of that kind of origin story and passion behind what I do, I became exhausted by putting myself out there and creating visibility for myself, not so much with the client work, but with what I had to do to kind of keep my business going. So you probably can see how problematic this could be for a visibility strategist's business model. But at a certain point, I concluded that for me, if sharing incessantly was going to be the key to me having a successful business, I was just going to have to shut down. I was going to have to shut the business down um, because I just didn't have it. I was tapped out and visibility and, and making sure people knew about me and how great I was just, I don't know, in the wake of a global pandemic and literally wondering if if I'm ever going to get to see my grandmother again, because she's in her 90s and, you know, she lived in a COVID hotspot and, you know, was afraid for us to visit. And obviously I didn't want to visit her and get her sick. Wondering if my infant daughter was going to be okay because she wasn't eligible for a vaccine. You know, wondering if, you know, my kids are going to be stunted emotionally, educationally and socially from two years of virtual schooling. Like all of these 
big things just made visibility dwarf in my head in terms of like how important it was and how much energy that I had to put behind it. And so um, I kind of stumbled upon (laughs) the realization that I was going to have to learn how to make my brand discoverable and compelling without creating a ton of extra work for myself. And I say stumbled upon because honestly, I checked out it was not intentional. I wasn't like, Oh my god, I've got to do something different. I'm going to come up with a new strategy to not be out there as much but still bring in customers like I literally just stopped I hit a wall. (laughs) And I didn't have anything to say and I stopped. But what I came to find in that stillness and in that silence was there was a different way to go about um, making myself known to other people and helping my clients do the same. And honestly, it was working for my clients. I stepped back on my own visibility, but I was still doing a ton for clients. And even with them, we really started to take a less is more approach and it worked. And I found that their businesses were growing and flourishing and they were still um, making an impact and, and, and people were still excited about the work they were doing. And it wasn't so much about like being out here all the time and saying something new every day or every hour. It was more about that richness, that depth, saying something real, saying something substantive, saying something that they can actually, um, that people can actually use. That was what it was. And so just kind of in that fortuitous, um, I guess, soup of figuring things out in the pandemic, I'm so grateful that that was the path that was sent to me to kind of like have this window into what's working in a new environment, especially when everyone else's attention spans have changed as well. Um, But I stumbled upon that discovery. And I learned, you know, okay, um, there has to be a way to connect with those people who need my work without creating yet another Ferris wheel on which to exhaust myself. Because as you may know, I have really struggled hard with burnout over these last two years. And I began to see um, visibility as just another thing that was contributing to my my burnout. And so if I was going to make this business work, make what I do work moving forward, I was going to have to do something different or else my business as I knew it was a wrap. So fortunately, as I'm coming to you, I still have a business. We're still doing well. I still have great clients. Um, But I came up with some parameters around how I show up. So I didn't shut things down. I just changed how I moved. Um, and it also changed how I began to advise my clients because they're they're really busy, they're high achieving, and they're oftentimes introverted. And so showing up can be a chore. It can be difficult. It's not necessarily on the to-do list when you think of all the things that lead to you making money or um, growing your business or, or landing like that next um, executive role when you're within a company. But it's, it's still extremely important. So I did not shut my business down, but I came up with some kind of guide guardrails around how I show up. 
And I'm calling those guardrails and those parameters my new rules of visibility. So here are the rules. I wanna share these with you, but then I wanna share just kind of a larger point about how you may be able to apply this to whatever it is that you do. So my new rules of visibility are number one, honor your season in your current capacity. Do not contribute to your own burnout by making yourself a slave to a social media posting schedule because you are not a machine. Now that is uh, a rule that is working well for me and is working well for my high achieving thought leader clients who make their money from what they know. They make their money from their knowledge, their expertise. Um, and so these are not like Instagram influencers or people who are making their money by posting pictures of their lifestyles. These are people who are, are making money from consulting, from advising, uh, from their book deals, right? So the, the ideas they share in their books, etc. And so for them, that is a rule that I think works really well. And it's working well for me too. So that's honor your season and your current capacity. You are not a machine. Rule number two, quality over quantity. Seek to share in order to connect and resonate with your audience instead of sharing for sharing's sake. Share your newsworthy news. And so I think in this, um, the, the internet and social media world has just created a glut of content. It's a created a glut of access for everyone to kind of jump out there and post something, say something, let people know what's going on. And so I think when you step back, even though the algorithm per se doesn't love it, when you step back and start to kind of prune your, the way you show up, it is, um, I don't know, it's more powerful. People, if people are not expecting something from you all the time, they pay more attention when you do have something to say. And when that something is of quality, um, it has more ability to resonate. So that's rule number two, quality over quantity. Rule number three, leave long lasting breadcrumbs. Now this is actually a rule that I have kind of put into place for years. So I have always abided by this rule. And what I mean by that is essentially a durable trail of high quality content can help newcomers get up to speed quickly on who you are. So when you think about social social media trends like reels, that may be a lot of fun. I'm finding that long lasting stories placed strategically on, you know, your website or on you know, the most visible parts of your social media profiles, right? Like the parts that people are going to see immediately when they look you up online. Um, so like your pinned post, your featured post, that sort of thing. Uh, when you have those in place, you get a lot more mileage as a thought leader. And those posts don't wear you out in the long run. So typically they are a little more evergreen than of the moment. And I always have preferred evergreen content just because it is evergreen and it, you know, you put a lot of work and effort into the things you create. And so you don't want them to suddenly become stale after just a few hours or a few days. Like you want them to still be relevant in the weeks and months to come. 
So those are the three rules. Number one, honor your season in your current capacity because remember you're not a machine and that is really key to avoiding the burnout. Rule number two, quality over quantity. Um, seek to connect and resonate instead of just sharing, right? And then rule number three, leave long lasting breadcrumbs. And I actually posted a, a podcast episode. You can find it in the archives and it was about creating a library for your ideas, a content library. So search for that if you haven't heard that episode where I talk a little bit more about the concept of long lasting breadcrumbs. And um, as you can imagine, solid storytelling is a is a key component to all of this, right? Like to the new rules. So instead of sharing gratuitously, you want to uh, pop up to the service to share memorable insights that actually help others make sense of our current world. You want to step into the spotlight to share the moments that create connection instead of just adding to the noise. And you want to do all of that without wearing yourself out. So, um, Whatever has changed for you during the upheaval of the last two years, you likely have some new thoughts or feelings about the work that you do. And I want to encourage you today that um, even if you are feeling exhausted or disenchanted or bored, right, <laughs> um, just kind of like blah about the work that's always lit you up, one way to bring that that old thing back right like bring that energy back may to be potentially maybe to just shift how you show up right um and to question the the um the rules that you've always given yourself and seek like can I flex on this like has my perspective changed do I believe this anymore like for me I think in the past, if you would have asked me about visibility, I would have said, okay, you know, you got to like, let's pre-schedule some stuff. Let's just write a bunch of things. Let's just keep you in people's faces and in people's feeds. And I don't believe that to be necessary anymore. I would rather write, you know, one impactful meaty story um, every week than, uh, I don't know, 50 lightweight popcorn tweets <laughs> that people may see and may not care about, right? And so changing that perspective gave me more energy. It re-energized me around the work that I'm doing. Um, but it also helped me to avoid just being exhausted when I only have so much bandwidth. And I'm finding that the people in my audience only have so much bandwidth as well. And so, whereas in the past, it may have made sense to bombard people with a ton of information and content. Now, um, people can only absorb what they can absorb, right? Like it's a saturated sponge. There's, there's only so much people can soak up. And so, in the past, I would have said, oh, my God, that's crazy to only show up a couple of times a week or a couple of times a month. But now I think people's attention spans and people are craving like real, the real stuff. They're craving truth, honesty, transparency, authenticity, not just look at me, look at me. I'm so great. Don't you think I'm great? Look at me. And so that is really what I am 
um, moving towards and that's what I'm helping my clients move towards. And that's also the subject of my first workshop that I've done in a long time. And it's called resonance and relevance. It's basically talking about these these new rules as well as I am going to be teaching you how to, to craft. At first I said three specific stories but now I have decided I'm going to share four because I have these story frameworks I use for my coaching clients and for my ghostwriting clients um, because I've kind of been studying this stuff. Like I, I, I watch to see what works, what resonates with people, um, what people get excited about, what time of day works best, all of that stuff because I'm a nerd about that stuff. Um, so I have a few frameworks that obviously I use for my clients, but um, I'm sharing four of those during this workshop and it's Friday, June 3rd. Um, if you are listening to this afterwards, there will likely be a replay that you can go and purchase. But if you hear this episode in time, you really want to join the workshop live because we're going to be doing a um, a story clinic and writing lab where I'm actually going to give you feedback. We're going to actually learn the frameworks and then we're going to test them out and try them. And I'm going to give you feedback on how well you implement the frameworks that I teach. So if you can join live, you definitely want to take advantage of that. You can learn more and register for the workshop, which is uh, June 3rd at noon Eastern time. And you can learn more at my website, amandamillerlittlejohn.com forward slash classes that is amanda miller littlejohn.com forward slash classes don't forget the miller some people just type in amanda littlejohn.com and that's not it amanda miller littlejohn.com forward slash classes but whether you join me for the workshop or not um i hope that this gave you some motivation around your own journey, especially if, like me, you you got a little disenchanted and uh, a little resentful of the work that you've built your name on, right? Like, how can I sit up here and say I'm a visibility strategist and encourage people to get excited about working with me when I'm like, I hate visibility, right? Now, I don't hate it anymore because I figured out a way to make it work for me, not just um, for me personally, but in this moment, right? In this era that we're in. So many people are trying to go on with business as usual as if nothing has changed and everything has changed. And so instead of pretending nothing has changed in your life, maybe it's time for you to reevaluate um, the things that you've always held to be true and decide what you want to keep and what you might need to edit moving forward. And I think as you make adjustments to take into account the reality of the world we're living in now and the state of things, um, that might bring some of your energy around your work back. So take some stock, reevaluate, decide what needs to leave, decide what assumptions are no longer true, and how you might be able to pivot things and reinvent what you do and reinvent your approach to your work. So I hope this was helpful to you and I hope to see you soon um, online somewhere or maybe who knows at my workshop or in person. See you later.